Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical. Hey, good evening, Lewis. Hello, Daniel. How are you? Oh, good. I'm, uh, I'm just uh, doing some stretches to get ready for the next 10 weeks of Irrational oh. Fear. It's so good to be back. I was just trying to think. I know you've been um, squirreling away doing episodes uh, without me, but I'm, I can't think of the last time I was on. Uh, uh, it feels I, like six months I, or so. I, I, oh, I don't know. It must have been at least three or four data breaches ago. I think that's, <laughs> uh, that's you know, how I'm, I'm currently the victim of three separate data breaches. Hang on. Are you a Medibank customer, a VinoMofo no. customer, and an Optus customer? <laughs> I'm, an, I'm a former Optus customer. Actually, no. Yeah. My um, internet is currently know, with it, yeah. so... No, I'm currently an Optus customer. I am. Yeah. I was a Vino Mofo customer. In fact, a real warning sign I had during the pandemic was when Vino Mofo, the wine delivery company, wrote me an email to inform me that I had now bought enough wine to justify myself as a VIP customer. And oh, that was when I was like, oh, got to stop this. That sounds um, dangerous. That sounds like you're a VIP member at the RSL and you're, only, you're, in the, <laughs> you're allowed to go in that little room and play games. Yeah, I need that like facial recognition software that stops me buying wine online. Also, my deal, which was the uh, other data breach, that's one of the Woolworths brands. And I once bought some like dining chairs from them. So there is no data about me that you cannot buy for a tuppence. And I already know a whole bunch of stuff about you. I'm going to go traveling and hire a car in your name and just write that (laughs) shit off. I'm excited about that. Lewis, we have a brand new sponsor for Rational Fear. Australian Ethical, we'll be hearing more about them a little later on. That's really exciting because it means, Lewis, uh, you get paid. <laughs> That's some ethics I can get behind. I'm recording my end of irrational fear on Gadigal land in the Yora Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. A rational fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair Dickum, and Section 40. A rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. 
Tonight, Lydia Thorpe resigns as Senate Deputy Leader after neglecting to mention she dated a bikey. The Senator will now take up the role as Chair of the Joint Standing Committee for Being Cool. And the cost of Stage 3 tax cuts has jumped $11 billion, which is just enough money to bribe your own government for some tax cuts. And in order to crack down on businessmen falling out of windows, Russian CEOs are moving their offices to single-storey buildings without windows or stairs or in Russia. It's October 21 and we've dropped our fossil fuel sponsors. This is A Rational Fear. A Rational Fear! Welcome to Rational Fear. I'm your host, former Deputy Senate Leader Dan Illich, and this is the podcast that gives you uh, the news, but with a little bit of a tickle. Let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. He's packing up his city life and he's moving to the country with his mum, but he's still breaking the big stories from regional Queensland. From the Saturday paper, it's Ricky Morton. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm going to have to go into hiding now. Thank you. <laughs> That is the saddest intro I've ever had. <laughs> What's the biggest regional Queensland story you're going to be bringing to the country? Damn levels. Uh, <laughs> and whether we need at least 100 more of them. Uh, and also local councils. I, I think the time is right to get into some dodgy dodgy local government. Oh, that's, I'm, I'm excited about <laughs> that, that. Do you mean it's time for you to run for what? It's, is that- it's time for me to make some money, though. <laughs> <laughs> and according to a biography she's written about herself, she's been described as manic, unique, sharp, darkly funny and disarmingly beautiful. It's B Bubba Skirla. Oh, welcome, B. Hello, it's good to be back. You forgot to mention that the reason I'm disarmingly beautiful is because I'm secretly mixed race, and that's like the most important <laughs> part of it, obviously. Well, I was going to ask you, what's the secret to writing a, a great bio about yourself? And I think you've answered it. Yeah, I would say it's also five years of film school. That's definitely... <laughs> five? Did you fail a few years? How do you do five years? <laughs> I just, uh, I love hating myself. That's longer than it takes James Cameron to make an Avatar movie. <laughs> and in just under a week's time, our next guest will have his very own television show. But if you miss it, relax. There's only one episode. It's Lewis Hobber. <laughs> yes. Lewis, why is there only one episode of your TV show? Well, money, Dan. Money. <laughs> money and the ABC not having any. Coming up a little later on, what the hell is happening in UK politics? UK comedian Athena Kukbulu will be joining us, but first, a message from this week's sponsor. To outsiders, the Conservative Party may look like it's a fucking omni-shambles, but to those of us on the inside, we're staying true to our promise to get Britain moving. Under the Tories, more British people than ever are moving to Europe. Thanks to the Conservative Party, the people of Britain are moving vigorously to keep warm. But the Conservatives are also walking the walk. As a party, we're all moving offices. Every day, moving, moving, moving. In fact, there's so much movement at Downing Street, there's a shortage of movers. Even Prime Minister Truss is looking at her poll numbers and having movements of her very own. I am determined to deliver. The Conservative Party, getting Britain moving, figuratively and literally. Look, I know nothing about UK politics. I, yeah, I what, you know, a poo joke, that does the job. Uh, 
This week's first fear, we're calling it a bomb threat. Yes, the bomb doesn't want to be called the bomb anymore. In fact, earlier this week, they updated their style guide for the media telling everyone that the bomb would henceforth be only spoken about in media circles as the Bureau, which is dumb because no Australian can spell Bureau. As a result, for about 48 hours, the bomb was relentlessly mocked online, being told by thousands of Australians that you're not allowed to choose your own nickname. And now, in order to give the bomb the best chance of never being called the bomb again, They've had to change schools. Um, But (laughs) we are lucky enough to be joined by a member of the Bomb Squad right here. Rick Morton broke part of this story this week. Uh, Rick, how much did it cost the bomb to pretend to give itself its own nickname? Well, (laughs) the the current figure is $220,000, but I have a story coming out on Saturday that is uh, more than that. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well, that is is a bombshell. (laughs) It's a lot more than has been publicly reported, and uh, it has been a lot more uh, effort and resources put in behind the scenes, all because the executive team felt a little bit embarrassing that they weren't being taken seriously enough, um, because (laughs) bomb is, it's kind of like a teacher saying, no, you must call me, you know, Mrs. Wimmer, uh, rather than... Bomb. <laughs> it's so strange. They feel. I feel like they've done this to themselves. Like the Bureau of Meteorology has an app that says bomb. Their website says bomb. Their social media sites handles say bomb. Why make the change? It's ego, ego and status. <laughs> and it's like you have the you have a, a room full of nerds, and you're trying to make yourselves sound like you're some kind of like spy agency. It's like it's not going to happen. <laughs> Except your role in life. That's the first thing I thought as well when they said the Bureau. I was like, okay, this isn't like the CIA <laughs> or the FBI. What are you trying to do? Like, <laughs> You're probably the only person in the country who could eat up the spelling. You could, you're basically be Bureau Schooler. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Maybe that I should change my name to Bomb if it's free. Yeah. I I do think like if meteorologists want to be taken more seriously, there are a couple of things they could do. First of all, <laughs> be right more. That'd yeah. be step one. Yep, absolutely. That'd be great. The Bureau of constantly fucking it up at the moment. <laughs> then stop letting weather people wear vests. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you just get these dorks in vests. Most weather people on Australian television are footballers' girlfriends or former comedians. <laughs> like, you are not a science that we take seriously. Yeah. Your spokespeople are buffoons. <laughs> Lewis, you've got a real good point there. I think, you know, Philip Nitschke should deliver the weather. I would take it very seriously uh, if Dr. <laughs> Death was, you know, telling me some hard truths about high-pressure after systems got, coming in from the after north. After he got syphilis. After yeah. he got syphilis. <laughs> Yeah, uh, light showers with the chance of your dick falling off. <laughs> they also got a marketing research firm called EY Sweeney. It's a branch of Ernst & Young to do some sentiment analysis about, you know, what the – this is back in March – what they actually understand, you know, how people relate to the Bureau of Meteorology. Everyone recognises it as the Bureau of Meteorology. It's something like 61% know it as the bomb. 15% recognise it as the Bureau. So, like, no one even – like, they knew it. They do it back in March and they that, forged ahead. That's the more than I thought. Like, I can't believe anyone calls it that. That's just the staff of the Bureau yeah. of Meteorology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's the already converted. Now, Rick, I, I don't know if you can tell me if this is true or not. This uh, screenshot's been going around. This is meant to be the consulting firm that was going to change the Bureau of Meteorology to the mm. bomb. It's this. This is what the website looks like. It's a sentence with a picture of something. It's built on WordPress. It doesn't even have, like, contact details. Uh, is that the letter C in a, in a pile of water? Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes, it is, actually, B. It's a, and it's a, the, the person who was the sole trader of this company, the C word, is obsessed with the word C. 
Oh, hang uh, on. It's called the C Word, it's C word Consultancy. It, it is called the C Word Communications Agency. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. So, so it's the C bomb, essentially, is what has been happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, they, I mean, they, they, I mean the, the brand change was already afoot, right? But they get this guy in uh, as a consultancy. He now works, by the way, for the Bureau of Meteorology as a senior communications manager. And he, there's a blog that he wrote on LinkedIn. And for my sins as a journalist, I do occasionally have to go onto LinkedIn. I had to pay $600 for a yearly subscription <laughs> um, just to be able to message people um, because my life is sad and I need hobbies. But he's got this blog on there and it's like, you know, what have we achieved at the C Word? It's like we've done creative collaboration with cool cats. Oh, like no. just like which is so funny. Like he, so why didn't he rebrand the the bomb as a C, with a c word? They, yeah. they, they got. I know, look, I've got to be careful here, but they got the guy <laughs> with potentially the worst brand in Australia <laughs> to, come, <laughs> to come and advise them uh, for, for the sum of seventy thousand um, dollars. Well, allegedly, a lot more, according to your article that will be coming out on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> but I do like wonder why they think the bomb is not serious enough, you know? Yeah. Like if I hear the word bomb, you know, especially in an airport, yeah. you know, it's, it's serious. People like, pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> it must have been tough for them because I might, there would have been a time where they were like, all right, gang, look, we need to find a time to release this report. And it's going to be tough because we will need to find a time somewhere in the Australian weather landscape where things aren't so crazy that we can talk about the weather in a way that isn't intense. And over the last mm. four years, that is a very short window. But they could <laughs> yeah. not have picked a worse, worse window yeah. to release this information. Absolutely. It is, like, yeah. wild. And, and like, tenure people's like the minister's office had no idea they were going to announce it this week during oh. major flooding when people have lost their lives. But also, like, this obsession, right, has been years long. But And and so there's other words they don't like people using internally. They haven't announced this publicly. But the other words they don't like are forecaster uh -huh. for the meteorologists, probably because they're not doing forecasts anymore. Um, yeah. They don't like weather event because that sounds too uh -huh. happy. Like, an event is a celebration according to the internal um, people. Uh, yeah. Uh, weather so, catastrophe then? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, a weather happening, a moment in time. Uh, Ooh, a happening. Yeah. Such like a moment. M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, my God, God. yeah. The, the, the trees are killing us. Yeah. <laughs> Irrational fear. Some savvy social media users were very quick to snatch the handles using the accounts to slam bombs. Timing. This is Irrational Fear. This week's second fear, is Sydney's nightlife coming back? Sydney is Australia's largest inhabited quiet carriage and has had lockdowns before <laughs> lockdowns were cool. Now, after 10 years of early nights and clean living, Sydney is staying up past its bedtime. That's a reference uh, to something that happened in 2014. A Newtown bar has been granted a 4am licence for the first time in 100 years. B, why is this significant, this 4am licence? Um, listen... I live in Newtown and already the people coming in on Fridays and Saturdays are causing a ruckus that I don't care for. Wow, <laughs> I never no, expected no. this nimbyism to come from you. Um, I'm kidding. No, I, I think it is like quite interesting that like kind of Newtown has become this like new hub and stuff because when I was 18 and stuff, it was like King's Cross, that was a place and then like Six months later, lockout laws were introduced, you know. So it's kind of interesting in a way because they've just completely shifted all of the interest away from King's Cross 
like still some of the bars there haven't recovered, but yet they're, you know, going to try and have this sort of um, perimeter for 4am licensing. And I just wonder how that will change the whole vibe of Newtown. <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole lot about this article that seems a bit dodgy, right? First of all, the mm. guy that granted the license, uh, he has the title as the New South Wales 24-hour commissioner, yet he's only <laughs> granting a license for 4am. What about the other 20 hours, man? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that 24-hour commissioner thing was so funny. It was like, it's kind of like this goal to like have Sydney's economy you know, make money while we sleep. <laughs> I like to think of him as a kind of like hard partying Jack Bauer. There's also no mention of where this bar is actually going to be. They only kind of tell you it's between two streets, which includes the train tracks. It's a very, mm-hmm. it's a very weird thing. And this, this so-called fun area has been given the label by the New South Wales government as as the late night management zone. Oh, hey kids, <laughs> Hell yeah. come on down to the yeah. LMNZ. It's got a real vibe that teachers will be like patrolling it with loud hailers. Like, Absolutely. It's, it's giving the exact vibe of my mum saying, hey, you can have your friends over, you can stay up late, but then as soon as 9.35 comes across, she's yelling at us from her balcony, you know? <laughs> the other thing I feel I find disconcerting about this story is the CEO kind of sounds like a serial killer. He's quoted in this article as <laughs> saying, We've been looking for a basement space in Newtown for a really long time (laughs) because it offers perfect sound attenuation and lowers the risk of getting noise complaints from the residents, but there aren't many in this area. I think he's talking about the residents there. He won't tell us where the basement is, so... (laughs) That's why Jack Bauer's been hired. That's that's why why we need to flood Newtown uh, and we'll figure out where the basement is. It is good though because exactly. obviously when the lockout laws came in and everyone got pushed out of the cross and, and sort of Paddington and Surrey Hills and all those areas, the one place you could go, of course, was Star Casino. And wasn't <laughs> that a good – haven't they done well? Haven't they been a beacon, a shining a, light on the hill a when it comes yeah. to management? It's the best place to have some, you know, some leg workouts because you're <laughs> – Feet really do be sticking to those floors. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They did lose their licence this week, but the New South Wales government has graciously let them continue to trade business. And I, th- I assume that means people still can leave their kids in the car with the windows down. I think that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Irrational fear. Sydney's Star Casino has been found unsuitable to hold a New South Wales casino licence. Money laundering and... Enticing people to be harmed severely by gambling. Organised crime links... Irrational Fear! Just stopping the program here to let you know that we have a brand new sponsor on Irrational Fear for the next 10 weeks. I'm very excited about this. Australian Ethical is chipping in to pay the bills. And not only that, they kind of believe in stuff we believe in. Like, your money is worth even more than you think it is because you can use it for a force for good. We've spoken about this on the podcast before. When you move your money, you can make a positive impact. You can either be part of a system that is hurtling us towards our own destruction or we can invest in doing better. And that's what Australian Ethical is all about. So, big thank you to Australian Ethical for jumping on board and supporting a rational fear. For more information, go to australianethical.com.au. 
This week's Third Fear, watching UK politics for the last week. It's been like trying to catch up on a sci-fi TV show you've missed a couple of seasons of. Um, the baddies are still in charge, but all the characters have kind of changed. You kind of don't know where the story's at. <laughs> Joining us now to shed light on what the hell is happening over there is satirical comedian, star of Mock the Week, host of the DMs Are Open podcast on Radio 4 Extra and a cracking Twitter feed. It's Athena Kublanu. Welcome, Athena. Thank you for having me. How are you? Good, good. You know, uh, full full kind of disclosure. Rick suggested this story, but we all looked we all looked at each other and we're like, none of us know what is actually happening. We need an expert. What the hell is happening over there in the UK? The fact you've called me tells me how desperately un- uninformed you are. I'm the last. I mean, no, even the politicians themselves. So last night they had a vote. Now you might not be aware, but like in Parliament, when you have a vote, you either vote on the issue or if your party's in crisis, you, you the vote sends turns into a vote on the party that makes sense so last night they were going do you like fracking or not but it because the party was in such disarray the vote was going to turn into do you like the conservatives or not basically which is a bit fisher price politics but i hope right so no no no, athena seriously looking at your political system it's like looking at harry potter like we don't know it's insane (laughs) it's insane like fracking is like a really important issue like it causes earthquakes right yeah no no that's not as important as do you like me or not like how is that how (laughs) does that make any sense Yeah, it feels like a a twist in like a reality TV show, you know, like, you know, you thought it was going to be about fracking. (laughs) This tastes disgusting. Like when they put in a contestant that's been evicted to like mess this up. And so genuinely the politicians didn't know if they were voting for fracking or for the, the party. This morning, I, I was trying to find out what was it about. In any case, uh, they ended up voting for earthquakes because everyone loves, a, <laughs> everyone loves an earthquake because we we're, we're not on a fault line and it's not fair. When you're in a city on a fault line, you get, you know, you get earthquakes. And so why don't we, why don't we create some natural disasters so we can be on the news? Do you know what I mean? We're just not oh, on the no. news enough. You, um, you've got a natural disaster, though. It's, it's the Tory party. Here is how ITV said what went down last night. It has been a night of astonishing scenes at Westminster with reports of jostling, manhandling, bullying and shouting outside the parliamentary lobbies in a supposed vote of confidence in the government. The deputy chief whip was reported to have left the scene saying, I'm absolutely effing furious, I just don't effing care anymore, before he resigned along with the chief whip. But we've just been told they have now officially unresigned. The Home Secretary has, however, definitely gone. In short, it is total, absolute, abject chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say one thing clear as well? So this was a vote that was supposedly a vote on whether or not the party voted Liz Truss. Liz Truss missed the vote. (laughs) She didn't even vote on herself. It's like, oh my gosh. First of all, it was for, uh, uh, she wants fracking. She thinks it's she thinks it's important for energy security. So she missed the vote on fracking. That's why she, she missed it. She was she was pumping gas into the ground right, to get yeah. some more she gas was, out. She was, That's too, a, she was busy fracking down at number ten. Yeah. So she missed that vote to say that I like me. See, so see, this is why remarkable. I this is this is why I chose this subject because I I don't know anything about it, but I do know that it's very funny. Uh, and also, I see a lot of myself in Liz Truss. Like she's, she's completely no, incompetent. You Rick, I won't and stand for that. <laughs> also, I, I don't understand how money works or markets. 
Right. (laughs) I do love, um, I loved that like ITV. At the the end that, like, because my brain is working in like a music and radio station. When I hear something like total abject chaos with that thing underneath, I'm just waiting for like, a dubstep drop to kick in afterwards. It's like, yeah. Total abject chaos. Total abject <laughs> chaos. Yeah. Is that what I love about British yeah. news reporters? They seem to always have like such a sense of urgency that you could absolutely remix it and make it a sick club mix. Like, <laughs> so I, I'm surprised that hasn't been done already. To be honest, and you have to do these. That, that's the reason why these things happen, so they can go viral. On the yeah. internet, that's what, yeah. and I think to be fair, I do think I'm being a bit cynical. I do think they're they're ramping it up a bit just so the little clip of them going crazy can go viral. Because the thing about this chaos is this: it was it's been chaotic for about four weeks. What we've got now is you've got pictures of MPs having a bit of argy bargy in Parliament. But this has been this is the state this has been the status quo. You know, this is not this is not this last night in many ways was unremarkable. It's just it was just funny because I don't know if it was, when you vote in Parliament you don't have bits of paper you literally you vote with your body you go through a yes chamber or a no chamber so it's all very really you don't yeah, even, you don't yeah, even yeah. like a, you don't have a button or so, you don't no, 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 no. It's, it's, not, it's not like who wants to be in there it's not like that at all so um, <laughs> so what was happening was the Brits sorry you know <laughs> Athena please don't please don't think this is Fisher Price because we have literally no <laughs> yeah. idea yeah. this is so fascinating <laughs> that's, that, right. that's amazing it's, just, it's incredible so the chief whip so the chief whips it's their job to get people to vote the quote unquote right way so vote with us not against us but because you're not doing a bit of paper you have to physically move people into the right chamber right so what was happening last night is was they were literally getting them by the necks and or whatever like apparently there was a bit people were like saying it was like bullying like they were like, apparently Jacob Rees-Mogg was one of the people manhandling which is like falling nah, into I'm, a noodle closet really but. listen <laughs> if, you let, if you let Jay put Reese Mogg manhandle you get yourself to a health store get some iron supplements in you yeah. <laughs> you are you want to be on all of it protein shakes you, are, you need to go you need to get you are withering away and the, the cost of living crisis is hitting you too hard imagine, Jay, imagine doing something because Jacob Reese Mogg made you do it if yeah. my children came home from school and said I'm being bullied and they put in a kid and yeah. Jacob Reese Mogg I would Kicked them out of the house. I mean, what is this? I did not raise you. And being bullied by like one of those car yard like balloon men. Yeah, the inflatable guy. I love this line from the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt. He told a meeting of colleagues on Wednesday, he said, according to someone in the room, this is what Jeremy Hunt said, this would be really interesting shit if I wasn't in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's really really remarkable. Fundamentally, basically, is the Conservatives have a leader that, that, that has no authority. When she says jump, they all sit down and pick their noses. Um, and when and when when they do what she says, the markets go. What the hell are you doing? You're crazy. So yeah. they, they're in a weird place where they can't do what they're being told because what they're being told is horrendous. Uh, but in not doing what they're told, the government can't function. Um, and so that's why we were saying we want a general election, which is horrible because no one likes elections. They're just horrible. You tell them the TV, there's some slow mo of a child crying or whatever, some ridiculous video. It's just general elections are very boring. I think we should skip the formality of a general election and we should just. Just any a coup, but a nice coup. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> would, nice would you consider right just going full monarchy? Like now you've got the king Charles, just disband the whole. 
I mean, you know, I mean, for the crack, I mean, could, like, maybe. What about a reverse monarchy? You could have our Prime Minister rule over you. It'll be great. Yeah. No, we like your one. Your new one's nice. We like that dude. That's great. It's like undercover boss. We're just like yeah. sending him over to you. Yeah. He's, like, he's, no, he's no Liv Trust, but. Uh, you, know, like, when you, you know, like at school, when you do like exchange student trips and you go to France, you stay with a family and they stay with you. Let's do an exchange leadership. <laughs> oh, great. Weeks. Yeah. I don't think we want. Liz Truss. It's so <laughs> it's such fun drama. It's real like keeping up with the Quatangians energy over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's Quatangian. I much. hate that I laugh so much. At <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good though. You forced it in like it was good. It was, Thanks. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it just it just about worked. It's very interesting. We're, what and what's happened now is because and what people are forgetting is it. Boris Johnson two years ago kicked all the reasonably smart people out of the cabinet because they were not on board with his Brexit plan. He said, "Well, if you're not with me, you're against me." And he filled uh-huh. his cabinet up with idiots. I mean, I, and I don't, I don't think they like you. He also he filled his cabinet up with people who probably weren't very skilled at what they did. And that's and one by one, we've lost anyone with a semblance of common sense. So now we're left with people who just like walking around and saying, "I'm important," and then you ask them to do something, and they can't do anything because they're thick. Um, and, that's, <laughs> and there's no one left, and no one on the back bench who might be good at it, being in the cabinet wants to serve in it. So that's they run out of options. Yes, completely. yeah. The only I option is for them to read a book and get smart, but that's not going to happen. Well, that takes time. <laughs> And yeah, uh, so tracking for your energy crisis too. By the way, but. there's a real problem with your Conservative Party, among many others. But you know, our Conservative Party, they basically roll prime ministers whenever they want. They're just <laughs> like, let's get rid of this guy. Let's get the next person in line. We've had enough of this person. But the UK Conservative Party has to wait 12 months before they can have a party motion to roll someone. You know something? All of these things mean nothing. They really do mean nothing. They just um, they say that, but they'll just change the rules. They'll change the rules, and, and I hope they and I hope they do because it's because nobody wants twelve more months of this. I'm online right now looking for wind up torches. I'm genuinely not lying. <laughs> we're not going to have power. We're not going to have. Any, we've got no power. They're going to. They, they prepared all the press releases and the news bulletins to say you're in the dark. Sorry about that, or whatever. So, if I can recommend anything, it would be a solar fold out solar panel that you can charge your phone. A solar That's- panel in the UK, it won't <laughs> work. <laughs> climate change is bringing Liz Trust down, and climate change is bringing this podcast down. <laughs> it really was just Liz holding you all together, wasn't it? <laughs> that's the crazy thing so we got rid of Boris thinking it, not, it can't get any worse and now people are saying we need Boris Johnson back it's, wow. it's sort of it's sort of far now I even heard Theresa May's name resurfaced we're everybody Rolf Harris all of them we're like I think he I think he's not with us anymore. I forget. Did he die? Uh, he, 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 no, he's unwe- he, he done well. Uh, oh, he was unwell when he was a profile as well. But he's oh, unwell. anyone. <laughs> anyone. Just anyone with some kind allegedly, of... Allegedly, Rick. Allegedly. Yeah, and obviously I'm aware of what he, he did. But he was just... Because I, I don't know why he was on my mind. I regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're just... We're, it's like shuffling cards. It's like... And we're just... Oh, no, no, no. Like, we, there's nobody... And I don't, I don't think... We should get someone who's done it before because we got rid of them for a reason. You know, it's like, it's like taking an ex back and then you get him back and it's like, oh, you were an arsehole. Like, we, yeah. we, we, so we, we just need a fresh start, clean state. It's like eat, pray, love. 
Do you know what I mean? We need to go away, meditate. <laughs> yeah, ironically, you need, you need to go to Spain, but you can't do that easily now. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Athena, good luck. And if you get stuck for solar panel, come to Australia. We'd love to have you here. Oh, that I'm taking. I'm going to go. I'm coming right now. So, I will, so I will the couch. Show I will right now. <laughs> oh, look, there's this viral clip that keeps going, surfacing every now and then whenever Jeremy Hunt's name comes up. We're going to play it. It is fantastic. It is a compilation of people mispronunciate. Oh. <laughs> it's a compilation oh. of people not pronouncing Jeremy Hunt's name correctly. Well, first up after the news, I'm going to be talking to Jeremy Cunt, uh, Hunt, the culture secretary, about... <laughs> and the health secretary, Jeremy, Cunt, H- Jeremy Hunt, is also expected to apologise. Circumstances changed. Mr. Cunt, Mr. Hunt had to <laughs> rapidly... The health secretary, Jeremy Cunt, uh, Jeremy Hunt... The health secretary, Jeremy Cunt, Hunt, says he's... The health secretary, Jeremy Cunt, has described it... The health secretary, Jeremy Cunt, uh, Hunt, according to the... The health secretary, Jeremy Cunt, has said the NHS front... And that's given us Jeremy <laughs> Cunt looking after the health secretary. Somebody somewhere in government, perhaps the Secretary of State for Health. Jeremy Cunt, the the (laughs) Hunt. Jeremy, I'm not going to pronounce his surname because I might mispronounce it deliberately. Oh, just comedy. Just comedy. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> hey, Athena, thank you so much for joining us on Irrational Fear. And that is it for Irrational Fear. Big thank you to B, Rick, Athena and Lewis. Let's do our plugs. Any good, do you have anything to plug, B? Oh, uh, just follow me on Instagram. I got to get that clout, you know. Um, it's at Queen B with a K-W-E-E-N underscore B-E-A. It's the most confusing way to spell it, but yeah. We'll pop it in the show notes. Rick Morton, you've got a fantastic new Substack. Oh, yeah, I joined I joined the crew. So I've got a Substack called Nervous Laughter, which is basically how I go through life. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. You should read it. <laughs> yeah, or subscribe. Lewis Hobber, are you, uh, are you plugging your TV show? I am. Yeah, I I finally have something to plug other than my dumb radio show. Uh, I have a television show coming to the ABC on Thursday night. It's called Australia's Best Competition. Competition. Um, It is where I enter a bunch of weird competitions around the country with uh, my friend, comedian Michael Hing. And uh, and then we rank them and we find the best competition in Australia. And uh, it's really funny and I broke my knee doing it. So um, watch the show. He's got medical bills to pay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Athena Kublanu, what would you like to plug? Oh, just my uh, just my uh, Instagram and my Twitter. Um, <laughs> and the fact I've come around to see, visit you guys one day. I've got your house, just mine. So I'll plug yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Big thanks to Road Mics, our new sponsor, Australian Ethical. Thank you, Australian Ethical. Jacob Brown on the Teppanyaki Timeline. Our new Patreon supporters, Michelle Bryant, Mac Benny, Drew Mayo, Anthony Baldoon, and Gabby Bolt has also oh. become a Patreon supporter. Now, Gabby Bolt became a Patreon supporter because she realised the Opera House show she was in for Irrational Fear is actually behind the paywall on the Patreon. <laughs> uh, she wanted to hear it. So if you missed out on the Sydney Opera House show, head over to Patreon. You can become a member and listen to that show. Until next time, there's always something to be scared of. Bye. It is total, absolute, abject chaos. I have been in office for just under two months. I am a quitter. Quitter. I just don't even care anymore. Abject chaos. This is a rational fear. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.